1: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Life, the only uh, uh, internet chat show. We talk about things like House the Dragon, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, space lasers, dinosaurs, uh, fantasy wizards, this sort of thing. Um, I am Dan Selke here in sunny, bright, warm Chicago. Got my glass of vodka and got. I'm ready to talk about a lot of interesting topics today. And I'm here with, and who are you, sir? Uh,
0: I am Daniel Roman, the other editor of winteriscoming.net. Here with, uh, I mean, mine, mine is clear. We can say it's vodka, but it's the most disappointing vodka I've ever had. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're, we're here to talk about some exciting stuff today. I'm in New York. It is not bright and sunny here. It is sunny and frigid.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's also quite horrible here, but it was worth for me to bike in. And I will <laughs> say, yeah, my vodka also pretty watered down. I, 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 I think I've been swindled. And of course, thanks, everybody. Not, Sorry, go ahead. Nah,
0: that's okay. I was just going to say it's not King Robert's vodka.
1: No, he would have it straight and he would just do it all in one long gulp. And thanks to everybody joining yes. us. Hello, Divine. Hello, Cheryl. Hello, Joanne. Hello, David um uh, hello everybody thanks for coming hello julie yeah and we ha- and this is a big episode because um a lot's been happening so dave says, I was watching dr nine episode of the snowmen you hear is this true winter is coming that's interesting david i don't un- fully understand it but i think it's very interesting um because today we finally got some information on house of the dragon hey cheryl hey Hey yes. to Orlando. Hey from Chicago. Uh, and yes, you're right. Okay. Uh, some information on house, of the dragon. Of course, we're going to go over the Lord of the rings trailer because that is a giant yep. thing that dropped. There's going to be a big deal this year and just, I'm excited to get into it. So Daniel, shall we?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think maybe, maybe we shall. So what, what's this exciting news about house of the dragon? You want okay. you want to well, spill
1: the, spill the goods on that? I'd love to. Yes. As Hunter Zachary says, There is no release date. We don't have a release date yet. We have nothing firm. Correct. We do have some nice clues, and they are a HBO executive named Casey who has been around this stuff forever, kind of made some comments today about House the Dragon, about the status, about where it's going, about Game of Thrones spinoffs, that while it's not literally a here is your release date uh, as much as I would like it to be, it is some Something. I mean, it's something to tide us over until we get something really, really good. So for instance, he basically talked to Deadline, which is a very reputable publication about the entertainment industry, and talked about why they haven't put out a release date yet. It's because, according to him, they didn't want to give out a date and then have to take it back if COVID messed them up in some way, which I feel like is a dig at Lord of the Rings, which like said its release date way, way, way in advance before it could really, I mean, something could have happened. Jeff Bezos has a jillion dollars, but he can't like control the spread of a disease. Like, I mean, maybe he could if he put his mind to it, but he isn't, let's just say that. And I wonder if that wasn't like a, other companies can, you know, put the car to the head of the horse all we want. We here at HBO, we're going to just- um you know, do it as it comes. And in case something happens, we'll be ready. But anyway, he also said that House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones, uh HBO's Game of Thrones prequel show is out of production, which I am taking to mean they yes. have finally wrapped shooting on the first 10 episode season. And that they're now talking with the people and figuring out what to do in terms of announcing a release date. So it's not a release date, but it's at least indication that they're moving toward, you know, something solid, which I think we'll probably be getting pretty soon. Yeah,
0: totally. I feel like this is, again, it's not a release date, but it's basically like the best news we could have gotten, aside from a release date, that that they're wrapped, which, I, yeah, I'm taking to mean they're done filming and they're into post production or about to start post production and Bloys also said that now they're at a point where he feels he could talk to the team to try and decide how they're going to announce the release date they're they're basically out of that I period where he's worried roadmap, about covid maybe. yeah oh oh yeah probably i mean i would they have to do something different for for house of the dragon there's a lot more fire so maybe maybe it's like in the ashes of of a fire that's gradually dying down. There's a date, some, that some me, I do the like same that.
1: thing. I would, I would bring back the <laughs> ice block. I'd melt it over the course of seven hours. And, um, uh, that, that, that's what I would do. I think it'd be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, the ice block was a good time, so th- that would not be the worst decision they could make. And I, I have to agree with you about the, it not being bad that they have taken this long or it maybe being a slight dig. Mm-hmm. I do kind of feel like HBO has been staying the course with this mm-hmm. production. Like, even though they've been getting maybe a little bit of beef for like, you know, we're all eager for information about House of the Dragon. Like uh-huh. they released a trailer months ago and they've basically just been like, we're we're working on it. And that's kind of the attitude they're taking with their other spinoffs too, which he talked a little bit about that they're um they're letting the creative lead um so they're not committing to any of their tons of other spinoffs they're just seeing what develops and sounds awesome which is a a good approach
1: oh i completely agree we'll break that down before we get to that i I did want to mention that we do also have a little clue about the release date okay so this is thanks to the good people of the house of the dragon subreddit kind of ferreted this out so Again, I want to emphasize, I probably shouldn't, but I will, that we don't know the exact date yet. But there's a website called Gold Derby, which is a very reputable website that tracks awards like, you know, Emmys, Oscars, that kind of thing. And they released a big list of all the shows and actors eligible for 2022 Emmys this year for yeah, 2022. And House of the Dragon is not on the list now. It's possible they don't have it. I mean, they they might because they again that they are like pretty plugged in. That suggests that House of the Dragon will not is not eligible for 2022 Emmy, which means that it's not going to come out any earlier than June of this year, which tracks what I've always thought. I've always thought that, again, it's a big, complicated show. There are dragons fighting each other, cats and dogs living together. That There's just like a, a lot of. <laughs> you know, armor, jousts, uh, lots of costumes, catering. There will be a lot of post-production. So I I know there were like rumors, like it's going to come out in April. Like I never thought it would come out in April. I always thought it would be later. Like we're talking like June at the earliest, probably later if you ask me, like July, August, even September to compete with the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power to come out on September the 2nd. The more yeah. the more we think about it, the, 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 the more it looks like it probably, it might, be pretty close in time to the rings of power which i think is kind of fun i mean why not have two behemoths uh throw their high fantasy series at each other and see if they can survive i mean although I- i'm i'm not sure if i approve if they like lord of the rings versus game of Th- house of the dragon narrative but i also kind of like it because yeah. why not it'll be fun it'll be like um two jousers going out and see you can win. Would you like House of the to run alongside that show? Do you want them to have some space?
0: Um, <laughs> well, I mean, strictly thinking of it from a news cycle perspective, some space would be nice so that we're not buried yeah, under both true. shows at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think whether it airs before the Rings of Power or after the Rings of Power, they're probably going to get compared. Or oh, yeah. Sorry, before or concurrently. I don't really think it's going to air after it. Um, I think it's pretty likely we'll see it either before or around the same time. And yeah, I think that comparison, you know, whether it feels great or not, I do think we're probably going to see that happen. Kind of like we did with the Witcher and the Wheel of Time, which were two others that aired right around the same time. So yeah, it's, I personally, I hope we see it in the middle of the summer. I hope it comes out before the Rings of Power but I don't think HBO's too worried either way, honestly, because
1: no. HBO fine. It, yeah,
0: they're they're fine. Um, you know, no, no matter when they put it out, we're we're all going to probably be tuned again. And it's not going to air the same night of the week as Lord of the Rings no. does. So, <laughs> oh, my
1: God, what if it did? That would be absolutely hysterical. That would, I, uh, that I mean, would be you're a, right. a
0: throwdown.
1: <laughs> like for us it'd be bad. Like if I wasn't at this job, I would kind of want that to happen just so I could see the fireworks on Twitter. Oh, people could be going to road. So it'd be great. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> won't happen, but yeah. it will be later in the year. It's not going to be April. It's not going to be May. I doubt it'll even be June. It'll be a little bit later. So I think I put that to bed. Also, we have some nice uh, questions, comments from our YouTube viewers, like David Ward oh, from nice Scotland, to- who asks, do you think Matt Smith will be any good in it? And if I think she will, I think he will too. I like Matt Smith. He's never been in anything that I thought he was bad in. Um, he yeah. has the chiseled jawline of a uh, dragon riding sociopath. So I think he'll be able to effectively convey the uh, fiery chutzpah of Damon Targaryen.
0: Yeah, I, I'm excited to see Matt Smith. I, I feel like, uh, so I'm not. I enjoy Doctor Who, but I'm not like a, a strict whovian like yeah, up on all my Doctor Who. I always enjoy Matt Smith and anything I see him in. So mm-hmm. even though I've never seen him be a total unhinged, I mean Damon is tricky because he's a, he's one of the more unhinged Targaryens, but he's not like crazy in the same sense as like Viserys, where it totally make where it makes him incompetent. He he's scarier mm-hmm. almost because he's a very competent crazy. Um, who is really he does some pretty awful scheming during the Dance of the Dragons and has some of the best moments of of the whole story. Um, So I'm excited to see what Matt Smith can do with it. I mean, I'm gonna,
1: like he can pull off. I'm sure, like the uh, the intel the intelligence of it. I guess I'm having a hard time picturing Matt Smith as like smoldering and lascivious like Damon is. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, let's let's stretch ourselves a bit. So it happens. He was, uh, it, did you watch the crown at all? I haven't seen the crown. No, he was young Prince Philip. And that was actually, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's, it's not Damon Targaryen, but like he was a philanderer yeah. and he was an arrogant kind of prick. And he was a bit, uh, yep. you know, hot headed. And so like, that is like combine that and put a blonde wig on it and like crank it up to like a few notches on the psychopath scale. Like you basically have Damon, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I think he okay. will do a good job.
0: Yeah, that, that's like his demo reel for this a little bit. <laughs> exactly.
1: So, okay. And now we're back. What were you saying about spinoffs, Daniel? Uh,
0: just that HBO's thinking about one or two. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that, that that was another thing that Casey Bloys mentioned in, in this latest bit of news. Um, he was asked kind of what the status of the other Game of Thrones spinoffs are because we know they've got uh, nine voyages in development. Uh-huh. It, we'll just list the ones that I have in development. So there's nine voyages sure, slash sea, sea snake, which is about young Corliss Valerian's journeys um, because mm-hmm. he took nine voyages and came back filthy rich. We'll see him in House of the Dragon. So that that's mm-hmm. one that kind of makes sense. And Steve Toussaint. Me. Then we've got 10,000 ships. Yes, Steve Toussaint. 10,000 ships, which is about Nymeria's number. journey from the mm-hmm. Roin to Dorn. That's kind of how modern mm-hmm. Dorn came about. And they're thinking about Tales
1: of Duncan Egg. They have a writer which, on that one. Like that one yes. is the furthest along, I believe, Duncan Egg.
0: Yeah, I feel a little bad for Ryan Condal if, uh, if they do end up going through with Duncan Egg just because like, he <gasps> yeah, pitched yeah, that yeah, yeah. one. That, that was how he got on HBO's radar was pitching Tales of Duncan Egg. And they were like, we're not ready to do that yet. Um, mm-hmm. Go do this other show maybe But yeah, so they're writing they're, they're trying to write and seeing how it turns out For Tales of Dunkin' Egg Then they've got animated, an animated Yeetie one And a, potentially right. a second animated one that they're, that they're mulling over But the thing that Casey Blois brought back Around with this is They're not committing to any of these um, They are developing Them and just seeing what's good enough To follow through with um Mm -hmm. and you know we all kind of we got the jilt a little bit with blood moon where it seemed like they were going through with it and then pulled back so we know that just yeah just just like on game of thrones no show is safe here until it (laughs) is actually filming and maybe not even then
1: yeah i mean and he said something that i thought was pretty uh encouraging just that like Some are really looking really good. Some we'll see. We're not going to make everything. I don't have any mandate that I must make a certain amount of spinoffs or prequels or anything like that. We're really doing it just based on what we're excited about creatively. And, you know, I feel like that might be a dig too, like a dig at someone (laughs) like, I don't know, Disney, who's already put out like a six, five, uh, like a lot of Marvel TV series already. Yeah. Maybe who's uh, put out the book of Boba Fett, the Star Wars show that was like all of me and has like a lot of other yep. Star Wars shows coming at Paramount that has 30 Star Trek series on the air and the pipeline. Uh, Netflix, yep. who has like 30 Witcher spinoffs coming off, coming out next yeah. this year, next year, the year after that. I mean, I know that there's like a like a fan instinct to just give us all you got. But I've never felt like that. I've always, and HBO from a long time, it's like been like the classy network, right? Like they're the ones who do the important creative work that wins Emmys or whatever that means. And (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it feels on brand for them to take a bit of a slower, more measured approach and to not give the green light totally. to everything that passes their way and only really make the things that are really going to be good, which in the, in the long run, I think it's a much better strategy because I'm already kind of burnt out on Marvel. Like Hawkeye was kind of really whatever and Falcon and Winter Soldier was weak and I thought Book of Boba Fett was just no identity to itself and was the Mandalorian 2.5 season. It was kind of bizarre and I can already see their strategy over at Disney for wanting to like rope me into all of this little uh, connected world. Watch everything. You have no free time anymore your life is watching star wars and marvel shows and i yeah. appreciate that hbo has a bit more integrity and i'm going to give them the benefit the out and assume it's integrity and not just it, that they want to have 80 shows and they just can't because they're incompetent i'm going to assume it's integrity and that they are yeah. uh, going a bit slower and only doing things that they really think will hit rather than giving us Greenland and everything and giving us a bunch of like sh- like shows that are sort of Book of Boba Fett, Hawkeye level. Eh, that was something we can, I guess, watch and then discuss for 30 seconds and move on with our lives. I only yeah, I want the things they make in Westeros to really knock me on my ass. And it sounds like this strategy is the most effective way of doing that.
0: Yeah. I, I am right there with you. I, I mean, I love Marvel. Like I've been a huge fan of the whole MCU, like since it first started, but honestly at this point with, with the Marvel shows and with star Wars, I feel like, you know, you said as fans, like give us, give us everything. Like we kind of have that instinct, but now I feel like Not with me. Disney, we're really kind of getting the, be careful what you wish for turnaround <laughs> there because right. there's so much that it's, a it's, I, I feel burnt out too. It's harder to get excited about their shows because they're just constant. And like you said, with Book of Boba Fett, like that it seemed like they just kind of felt like they needed to do another show. And even though it's Boba Fett, it's really kind of half about The Mandalorian. Um, so I... Like the good weather. The good... Ah, oh, what a bird. Yeah, the good half of the show was about The Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. So I think whether whether Blois meant it as a burn or not, I, that's how I'm taking it because yeah, I think HBO, like you said, they've always, they've been the classy network doing important, uh important work, but at, you know, as much as that's a, a jokey thing at the same time, you look at the kind of the strategy that some of these other networks are doing with their spinoffs, like the Witcher where they announced three spinoffs before the second season had even aired. And yeah, HBO taking their time and doing the the creative work to settle on things they're really excited about. Man, I I have a feeling that's going to pay off big. And The Dance of the Dragons is a really cool bit of history for Westeros. So it could knock us on our asses.
1: I mean, so, okay. So we spent some time now giving HBO a long, luxurious foot rub. And just to... Just just to reiterate, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, I'm hoping it'll be good. It might not. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think it makes sense. That we're kind of eight field partisans here. Of course, we are. Is this is a Game of Thrones uh, uh, fan site first. Uh, so that's the way it started. That's the way it still is in the DNA. But yeah, a lot yeah. to look forward to. Any other thoughts on any of this? Before we move on to some other heavy hitting, fantastical swords and sorcery, wizards and elves and all that crap stuff.
0: Um, I don't. I don't know if I've got any other thoughts, just a, a lightning round type thought. Which of the other spinoffs are you most excited for? That don't they haven't developed. 100% percent percent. not connect.
1: Yeah, come on. I mean, that's got like, that has the good source material. That's all, I mean, that has the blueprint. You don't got to do much to like yeah. make a good show out of that. Those novellas are good. If you adapt them. Yeah, they are. I think you will have a hit. As long as you adapt them, like with the right shape. I mean, I guess I could imagine them stretching them out like way too long, but if you do a good, like, like a, like a, like a few episodes per novella, uh, it's an automatic winner. So that's what I'm most excited for.
0: Yeah. Do like a short limited, like, and I think Dunkin' Egg too, maybe with 10,000 ships right behind it. Um, Cause I think the source material for that in the world of ice and fire, the big like coffee table book is really cool. (laughs) So I'd love to see them, see them adapt that, but yeah, Dunkin' Egg. Um, I think if they did like an anthology series type thing where it's some shorter seasons where each one's a, one of the novellas, maybe give George time to write another couple of them before let, then. Let, let, let's yeah, not even it.
1: go there to the George. Gonna write. <laughs> Fair. I think that's very unproductive. Even like movies would be good for that. Honestly, I think they'd be pretty effective moving on. Okay. Um, so again, how's the dragon news, but there's another giant piece of news that dropped over the weekend during the super bowl. I don't yeah. know who won. You know who won? No, let's 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 I don't want to I, I don't wanna I don't want to ask that. F- the
0: fans, the fans won. The the nerds won. We got yes. this teaser. Thank you. Thank you, Amazon, for oh, making sure elegant. we all knew we won the Super Bowl. Thank you. Thank yes. you.
1: Because Amazon dropped yeah. a te- a trailer for its upcoming uh television show the lord of the rings the rings of power and i thought we'd watch the trailer yeah. and just see what we thought yeah let's do it okay so here we have okay um pause it can we do that is something that we can do okay so this is a big old cityscape so okay huge the yeah. important show they're spending all this money on it i we think this is Numenor because this is the Middle Earth, Second Age, thousands of years before Frodo and all them people were not. Pa- are we? Never mind. Let's just watch it. I don't know if we're pausing or not. <laughs> yeah, we, we can discuss I after. I didn't clear we that. Can discuss after. Okay. <laughs> so again, sweeping vistas. Beautiful El- scenery, very Peter Jackson esque. We got some Hobbits, Harfoots. Out of there yep. before the king, big old waterfall. Okay, we can pause. Just, it. Okay, I'll uh, oh, pause it. Pause it there. Galadriel, pause it on her. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. there it is. Galadriel, played by Kate Blanchett in the Peter Jackson movies, is now climbing the walls. What it looks like to me it looks like the climb from Game of Thrones. Yep. Um, <laughs> so that's good call. So, how much do you think they're going to change this thing? Because obviously, Galadriel in Lord of the Rings lore, like I'm sure there was never a Bit in the appendices where and then galadriel climbed the frozen <laughs> waterfall like definitely not yeah like, obviously they're gonna have to expand this a ton they're gonna have to give us new things yep. some folk are mad about that i mean it's just inevitable what's gonna happen how do you feel do you want to see galadriel as a wall climbing horse riding xena warrior princess
0: um you know i don't i'm not too attached one way or the other i feel like i can understand the choice to make galadriel a little more of a I don't want to say an action hero but obviously Active yeah here character. she is in and yeah in chainmail climbing up an icy waterfall icy mountain I think they're going to change a lot that that's kind of what I took yeah. from that article you wrote about how they're going to change the mythology because they're taking I I don't know if the the second age is hundreds of years or thousands of years thousands. but they're taking thousands okay they're taking that and they're condensing it so that the entire second age is basically like several seasons of television.
1: And well, like i like, thinking getting, of it, it as a mortal's like, lifetime. I mean, like, well, I, I think it's more like, I mean, I'm guessing, I don't even really know for sure, that it's going to be like, um, the key events will happen over a mortal's lifetime, but like the second age, will still be yes. something to happen in the past. Just, uh, yeah. You know, the, like, I mean, and, and it'll watch the, rest of the trailer and then they'll talk a little more, but, um, yes, they're changing a yeah. lot. Okay. Richard, Play! Oh, there she is! There she is, Galadriel. For we got a boat. We got some guy on a raft. Uh, elves in the forest. Guy in the rafts. Yep. A guy who takes an arrow, Deer. knocks it again, then wears it right back. Can't beat it. Uh, Galadriel on a horse. There's a, a fiery guy.
0: Go- oh, there's a troll. All about that troll, or whatever we, that we, is.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Uh, never mind. Um, pause it for a second. We just saw. You don't have to go back. To it, we just saw. Um. Robert Arameo as Elrond. Robert Arameo from a little further back. The the, the hair thing is a little weird, though. Keep going. There we go. That guy. Yeah, there Uh, he is. Robert, (laughs) that is young Ned Stark from Game of Thrones in that brand flashback scene, who is now going to play Elrond half-elven, played by Hugo Weaving in the Peter Jackson films. Yes. Um, Very important elven character, immortal. He runs Rivendell. But back in the second age, He's they call him like an elven statesman, which is an interesting way to put it. I think he's going to like go to the dwarves and try to get their friendship in the second age elves and dwarves were pretty tight, just mythologically speaking. Yeah.
0: Well, that is it seems like Elrond is going to be responsible for some of that tightness is is what I'm gathering. Um, What what it it sounds like is that we're going to get the first real glimpse of like politicking from Elrond's plot line in this season, because he goes to the elves during the fourth, the the king of mm-hmm. khazad Doom mm-hmm. um, or Moria, as we know it, in the third age, uh, is not super on board with Elrond's offer of friendship, but his wife, uh, Princess Diva,
1: I think. It was I mean? a new character, because during some of the books, new- Elrond's from the books, but his wife, like female dwarves in general are uh, like a wholly new thing that we're going to, I mean, they exist, we're going to see him for the first time.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) I have to ask one thing I'll say about Robert Arameo. I think it's kind of funny that he's starting to be like typecast as the guy who can play younger versions of established (laughs) fantasy actors.
1: (laughs) That's Um, pretty funny.
0: That's that's kind of a funny typecast to end up with. But so the the female dwarves, that's gotten a a kind of hilarious backlash online because she doesn't have a beard.
1: How do you feel about that? I mean, okay. should we discuss? I mean, we'll talk about the backlash <laughs> at the end because that, that's interesting. Okay, bit. I mean, okay. the summary isn't stupid, but uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Go forward. What oh, if we get this Raph. Oh, that thing's weird too. Oh, they're you're typing it up and the hands. Oh, pause it, pause it, pause it. Yep. The hands,
0: hands. This. What show, would this trailer have been? This without show hands? loves
1: hands. This is called the Lord of the Rings: The Legend of Hands. The Lord, this the ring, Lord of the Rings: Wings yep. of Power is all about hands. They got 23 yep. posters they sent to us, not sent to us, that they released all just people with hands on the hands. And now the hands at the end of the trailer, the hands are it. The hands are the secret. The hands I've, are the key to unlocking this program.
0: Yeah. I mean, think about it without hands, no one could wear any rings. So of course they're going <laughs> to exactly. be the stars of the show. Um, yeah, I feel like they, they had some someone in their photography department is about hand modeling or something. Uh, just because it it's been such a consistent marketing thing. But yeah, so these hands, uh, the little hand it's is Nori, who is, is the Harfoot that we saw earlier in the trailer, the the ancient precursors to hobbits. And y- you know, what would a Lord of the Rings t- property be without a hobbit befriending somebody? So sure. the other hand is a is a space alien. Ah. He's not really a space alien. But he's the, he fell from the sky. We did a breakdown yeah. shot by shot of this trailer and Vanity Fair has seen the first few episodes. So apparently this is a dude who
1: fell. It's the comet we saw earlier in the trailer. Uh, and missed, it's this guy's way. hand. Yeah, that is a comet man. A man falls yep. to Middle Earth in a comet and then he gets out and then he befriends a hobbit who are called Harfoots back yep. in this day, apparently. Which is weird. That's a, that's a twist. Okay. It's balls. So I am pretty it de- again that's again there's i've read the appendices to the lord of the rings there's definitely no point yeah. where they say like and then a guy fell down in a comet and crashed in the shire um yeah but i have my theory so okay i again i recently reread the silmarillion so i am up on my lord of the rings lore at the moment and just um in a tragically dorky way so my guess uh, break is, it down for us Help i'll us. break it down for you so okay a man falls to earth in a comet that can mean it uh, only one of a few things if you're talking Lord of the Rings Middle Earthy. It's probably my guess is that it's oh my god, how deep do I want to go? So beyond the skies of Middle earth, like Middle Earth isn't a planet. It is ugh, whatever. There are gods. There are gods in Lord of the Rings world. They're called Einar. <laughs> they live up in the heavens. And I'm guessing this is one of them. Like yeah. Sauron is technically one of these, like lesser gods. There are a bunch of major gods, there are a bunch of lesser gods and uh Sauron's one of them Gandalf is one of them. Gandalf is one of the lesser gods who kind of they're not human they're not elves they're not dwarves they're something they're not hobbits they are gods called Einar and Maiar and they never go into this in the Lord of the Rings not not really but um the Silmarillion is just chock full of this crap and uh the mythology and the cosmos and everything and I'm guessing they're gonna bring it in or I don't know he's a dude who got put in a catapult in a rock and shot across from a castle I, I that that could be it too. <laughs> that would but be I'm guessing something more um grandiose.
0: Yeah, I I am right there with you. I, I think this is probably
1: related to the Einar, or is it the
0: Valar? Is that the other one? Um, the
1: Valar are the Einar who are like the big Einar who descended to Middle Earth and like run stuff from their from gotcha. Valinor. Good lord. Gotcha. Um, like yeah, all I think INR it's got to be something like that. No wait, all Valar are Einar, but not all <laughs> Inar are Valar. That's it. Yeah, got it. Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah, we're definitely gonna gonna need more primers on this. <laughs> Luckily, Amazon let us know a year in advance when the show's coming, so we've got plenty That's of time true. to get up on our Einar and Val. That's why they were <laughs> like, we need to give everyone time to read the Silmarillion. And yeah, I see David in the comments. Could he not be a white wizard? Um, yeah i mean we don't know but that is not the craziest theory that he is in yeah. some like like you mentioned gandalf is one of the Einar, um and i believe Ooh, he also so bears close. one of the technically rings at one point.
1: gandalf is a my this is a very important distinction. oh man where what a twist the the my are like lesser Einar. they're kind of like they're like the big ones your morgoth is like a, the, the really big important Einar and then the the Maiar like like Sauron is a Maiar and Gandalf is a Maiar and Saruman is a Maiar. Yeah. So a it. white wizard could be a Maiar. Yeah. And we got to move on cuz I've been saying a lot of made up ridiculous, stupid ass words for a while now. I, I feel I need to get them on <laughs> my mouth. Okay. Okay.
0: So are we done with Lord of the Rings? You have any closing thoughts you want to talk about for for the Rings of Power?
1: Uh the backlash about, about the touch backlash on just for a second cuz we do got to get on. As yeah, as usual we're having a lot of fun. Um yeah i mean so one funny thing is that people have been spamming the youtube video for the trailer with yes uh like a quote that's like uh, allegedly from J.R.R. tolkien it's like evil cannot create anything new only you know uh malform it which isn't it's funny because like they're putting it in quotes and they're signing it J.R.R. Tolkien. he never said this like it's a it's a it's a kind of riff on a line from Lord of the Rings where he kind of expresses that sentiment. It's pretty funny that people are just kind of, you know, it's, it's sort of like George Washington. I cannot tell a lie. It's sort of like Luke. I am your father. He never said that. People are just like, "Um, it's, it's, it's a a Mandela effect thing happening for the which It's pretty funny. The backlash. I mean, it's hard to disentangle people who are upset about the idea of Amazon doing a Lord of the Rings thing and draining it of its, Spirit and essence, which, I mean, will probably happen. I mean, just if, if I'm being honest with myself, um, yeah, which that's, I that's can fair. sympathize with. And then the people who are upset that there's Black people in the show. Like, um, it's hard yeah. to tell them apart. And I yeah. think one is a valid criticism. And I think one, not so much.
0: Yeah. And I think, viewers, you can probably figure out which is which. Um, yeah, hmm. I think the Amazon... I read an article that talked about just that, that like, you know, Lord of the Rings, like parable about using power in good ways and stuff like that. And just how ironic it is that a company like, like Amazon is making it. I think there's, there is something to that criticism, but yeah, the, the other ones about that's kind of how I feel about the Galadriel one. When, when people are, you know, getting up, up in arms about, galadriel's wearing armor they need to make her a strong woman character it's like well so what like this is her (laughs) in her younger years like she's off adventuring and like spoiler here uh, galadriel is one of the ring bearers yes so there is probably going to be a pretty great you know we'll see how they how well they do it but there is the potential for a great uh, kind of rise and fall arc for Galadriel where if they make it so she's a hero we're really rooting for and then she gets corrupted by a ring and then maybe has a turning oh, point where she never come back from it yeah well
1: she's gonna at least struggle with it right no a uh, hell no no the elves she take gets those it on she's like Meh. the second Sauron puts it on the, the men get corrupted yeah that's, that's the story oh, the, the, the story is Sauron puts and this isn't I mean who knows if they'll change it Sauron puts on the one ring, probably on his wedding finger. I don't know. Um, And then um, the elves immediately know that something's wrong. They all take it off. The elves are perfect. But uh, men get Mm. full on corrupted and dwarves kind of become isolationist and greedy and start delving too greedily and too deep. Um, There it is. uh, But elves are like, no, none of this crap. I don't think so um elves are hard to corrupt although it can happen i guess that again again yeah. too far into mythology but yeah the, the backlash is weird i mean even with like the i can't believe amazon is making it like like what are we saying <laughs> that new line cinema like had well only wanted to bring people great art with the peter jackson movies like that harvey <laughs> weinstein's only desire was to just enlighten people and bring raise their spirits like they make movies and people just make money <laughs> like i'm Yes. I have no illusions about that. Sometimes you can make a TV show or a movie within this system and the the planets line up in the right way, with the right people on it. And it turns out it's been wonderful. And um, we're hoping for yeah. that. It might be that. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say it won't be. But um, I I think it's too early to write it off.
0: I totally agree. I, I think we haven't seen enough of it. Um, I mean, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> And see oh, how yeah. it is. I I'm you know, no matter how you shake it, I'm glad that we are getting all these fantasy and science fiction shows right now. Mm-hmm. So that is to the good. I mean, I love I love Lord of the Rings. It's not like I'm a hardcore Silmarillion buff in the first place. So I'm not gonna be sitting there waiting to, you know, <laughs> correct everything that's wrong with the show. Um okay, but jury's out, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So yeah. The, the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power.
1: And it really says, let the meat cake. Okay, let's watch the, another hot trailer with way fewer pausing uh, for yes. another big up-and-coming movie that they dropped during the Super Bowl. Uh, this one, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Hit it.
0: Okay. There's going to be one pause this, I'm going to try to get in this
1: one. Oh, okay, I am okay, really okay, excited okay, yes. for this.
0: Um, okay, cool. I think... Yeah, I, I love that Marvel has been doing the multiverse stuff. I think as much yeah. as I talked about being tired of their shows, I think the multiverse stuff they've done and like Spider-Man No Way Home was just amazing. Um, and it seems like, like they're bringing Wanda in on this one. Um, and yeah, she just, angry. I think this looks awesome. She does, and she should be. Um, <laughs> because you know she's kind of lost everything and WandaVision was about her grieving really yes. um, so I- I've heard a theory that they're going to be adapting House of M which is a really famous X-Men comic kind of into this mm-hmm. and I think that's very exciting um, very cool and Wanda's basically the villain of that
1: yeah, I mean, it, it looks good. I mean, I am am a little Marvel burnt out, but they do keep getting me back. Yeah. Like, I, I went to see Spider-Man No Way Home, and this does look good, even to me. I mean, you know, Doctor Strange has the opportunity to, like, kind of be so inventive and creative with the visuals and sort of the storytelling. Yeah. I, I, I like Sam Raimi who's directing it. Oh. Um, and Wanda's become, like, one of the MVPs of the Marvel Universe uh, in, in, like, the past year. So I'm all for another thing yeah. with her. Again, she I'm totally a little that I had to watch the, yeah, and just whenever you want to pause it, just yell it out, whatever. It oh, is. that's
0: okay. I think we it's already strange. passed it, so I'll, I'll talk about it after. Um, okay. there, there's one shot. Ah, that that fiery person flying at Wanda. <laughs> seen people suggesting that might be Superior Iron Man from the comics, uh, okay. which would line up with the the Tom Cruise theories. That he may appear as an alternate Tony Stark, which sounds absurd, it's all true. but I'm kind of on board sure. for it's it. It's
1: all true. Like, d- yeah. Marvel can pull cameos. Marvel can call they someone can. and say, "Do you want a boat full of uh, money?" And like, it 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 will happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, it works. I mean, they've kind of proven at this point they're they're getting all sorts of people. If they pulled off Spider-Man No Way Home, I at this point they I'm like, they'll they pull off getting whoever they want. Mm -hmm. yeah so the thing i was going to pause on that that just wasn't worth pausing for there's one shot in there where strange is kind of brought before a board of people um by some robots who look like they could yeah oh there it is richard you are the best um yeah so that's i have heard people theorizing that this is professor x from x-men and i patrick stewart Yeah. And the voice that talks there does kind of sound like Patrick Stewart. Um, And if there's any movie where they're going to start doing crossovers like that, I feel like this is a pretty solid contender. So, yeah, there are just a lot of reasons to be excited for this one, I think.
1: Yeah, um, I will go see it. I mean, again, it just I, I am wary of even if it's well done, it does smack a little bit of the book the book of, the, book of, the book, of Boba Fett thing, where they're going <laughs> to yeah. have another story in this story that is part of an ongoing story. And, and And there's this long chain that I'm expected to just climb for the rest of my life. It's not going to be a self-contained, <laughs> like no. here is a good movie and then you leave and it's good and you move on. Like it's going to be a good movie that links up to the next good movie, which I don't love, but- um, yeah. I, 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 I like, Doc, I like, I like, I like Sam Raimi. I like Patrick Stewart, who it will 100% be in it. I'm going to say that right now. Yeah, There's you no so? doubt at all. No, th- no, yeah. none. Hugh Jackman will be in it. They'll probably get like Famke Jensen or something, make an appearance. James Marshall uh, back from I hope life. I so. Th- they'll, they'll do everything. They'll be Tom Cruise. Anyone you hear is in it is probably in it is my opinion because yeah. that's what happened that's what happened with no way home and it's this marvel flexing their kind of a their muscle that by now is just galaxy sized to just what they want they will get and they use it mostly for good um even if yeah. i have some concerns i mean it could be worse they could be like selling dr strange nfts not doing that like at least this uh, is a form of consumerist yeah. um media that i can is 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 way more fun than harmful.
0: Yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. And I think it's tricky with how far they are into their like cinematic universe that like, yeah, they have very few things that stand on their own anymore. I mean, they had Mm -hmm. Shang Chi, Shang Chi stood on its own. Um, and the, the Eternals kind of did, even though that was kind of weird and not the best (laughs) of the Marvel movies. Um, so it's been a while since they've had a real like knock it out of the park standalone film, and I don't know that's even true. what the next one will be because we've got a lot of sequels coming from them in the next couple of, of years between this one and Thor: Love and Thunder, uh, and Black Panther: Black Panther, Wakanda okay. Forever. I think is the next one. Um, sure. So yeah, uh, it's it's tough because I feel like that's part of the appeal of these. Mm-hmm. But it's also totally fair to Close just death. be like, I don't want to watch 30 Marvel movies <laughs> to know what's going on. Because now if they are introducing the X-Men, that's another like six or seven movies that if you're not up on, you're going to miss stuff. So it's a fair criticism, I think, even though it's I love where
1: it. they've gone. It, 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 it's their strategy. And yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm this deep in. Let's keep going. Let's keep digging. Yeah. Um, that's what they're okay. on. Daniel, do you have any for our, uh, what are you watching section? Um, we are running up on time, but do you have anything I'd like to talk okay. about?
0: Yeah. Uh, so what are we watching? Um, I'll just say I've been watching raised by wolves. It's been real weird, Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. but really good. We're going to be talking about it more on the site soon. Cause now I'm almost caught up. Uh, I've also been reading a lot, which is not watching TV, but it's, almost like it except with words on a paper yeah, that's um,
1: the so blocky thing that you yeah. open up and there's words on it right
0: yes blocky book book type things mm-hmm. so I've been uh, I recently read a book called age of Ash by Daniel Abraham who's one cool. of the co-authors of the expanse it was awesome it, it so it's a fantasy book that feels really familiar it's like thieves in this fantasy city but then there's a twist okay. like halfway through the book. And it just changes everything. I've never read a book where the twist changed everything so much in terms of like mm-hmm. seemingly innocuous lines of description about like the city suddenly are just like laden with meaning. It's so good. And it's a trilogy. So he's writing two more of these books, but the structure is really cool. It's like, um, so each book is telling the same year in this city from a different perspective. It sounds really cool. So, Yeah. That's it's awesome. So what about you? What have you been watching and or reading?
1: I've been reading things. I've been reading um the time of contempt, the Witcher book, and also oh, nice. the philosophy of Michelle Foucault. Who I'm trying to wade Ooh. through for fun. Very classy. Um, and I've been watching just really, really quickly. Um. I, I didn't watch it when it was on, but I'm really enjoying Silicon Valley. That sitcom on HBO, the, uh, nice. the comedy yeah. about like, yeah, I never watched it. Really, really strong. So I'm enjoying that a lot. And that's about it for what are we watching? What are you watching out there Ooh. in Cyberland? You can tell us, yeah, us as know. we go to our final segment, uh, the Wick News lightning round, where we kind of shotgun a bunch of stories that we didn't have time to get to in the main show. Cause there was clearly a bunch of, you know, some really important bulk in there, but we still want to give you yep. our 20 second opinions on them. So Daniel, are you ready to play?
0: I, I am ready. I'm ready. I just want to give a shout out to Joanne who started watching the expanse kudos Ooh. Joanne. It is, it is an excellent show. I hope you enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I really got to return to it.
1: Got to return to that show. Oh, and I will.
0: It's so good. And now it's all out there for the, for it is. Okay. So I think, I think you go first this time. Yes. I think you're asking me this one.
1: Say, yeah, this one is for you, Daniel. Um, Okay. Daniel, Jurassic world dominion has a new trailer and is coming out on June 10th. What are your thoughts?
0: I, my thoughts are, uh, incomprehensible, uh, joy. (laughs) I I'm really excited about this. I loathed, the last Jurassic world movie. I thought it was awful. Strong word. I love this franchise though. And this one looks amazing. They have Sam Neill, uh, Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern back. I, it looks like it could be the sequel. This series <sighs> deserves.
1: Cool. I've not seen Jurassic things since Ju- Okay. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. I always want to talk uh, about where we can't uh, Dan. Okay. I, I know, right. It's the temptation of the lightning round. Okay. Hulu is bringing Futurama back for 20 new episodes. But John DiMaggio voices
1: Bender apparently isn't part of it. Thoughts. And today we found out that he's like, definitely not part of it. He's he, he he's a statement. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing it probably because of money, but I, like a statement was like, it's not just money, but like it probably is money. Um, like yeah. it's, it's but self-respect. I do. I respect myself too much to get paid this little. Um, yeah. It's, the whole idea is stupid, but uh, bringing it back again, although it has it back like eight times, so I didn't get a lot in that one. But I have to say, clearly, okay, um, Daniel, yeah. the Wheel of Time season two is going to air after the Rings of Power show. What do you think of that?
0: Yep, uh, I think that makes total sense. Uh, I I've been calling that one for for months at this point, so I'm not surprised. I yeah, I would.
1: Why wouldn't it? <laughs> That's kind of my opinion
0: with that one. <laughs> Boom. Okay. You want to say anything else Wait. about Bender? We got time.
1: I mean, it's dumb that they are reviving it because uh, we don't need more of it, but it has been revived a lot. So I guess it's kind of a tradition at this point. Not bad. Boom. Also Take some good comments here. here. Um, hey, Sunny hey, hey, uh, from Kansas. And Julie said, watch the Umbrella Academy. Liked it. I like that show too. Nice. That, that, is, that is a fun show. Yeah. but it's a fun kind of um, interesting, twisted, offbeat superhero show. I, like, I, like, I enjoy the Umbrella Academy. Okay, whose turn yeah, was it?
0: Yeah, same. Um, I think this one's for you. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Ridley Scott is making a live-action Blade Runner show for Amazon.
1: How I mean, part of part of me wants to lambast it for being, you know, just another franchisation of something that should stand on its own. I am impressed that Ridley Scott is, like, 81 years old and still, like, pumping out, like, Raised by Wolves and you know, a Blade Runner show and other stuff. And I mean, it hasn't been too overexposed Blade Runner. So I'm okay with a Blade Runner show. That could be cool. It's an iconic thing. Here we go. Yeah, Ooh. I'm right there. And right Joanne there. has started to read uh, the books, The Wheel of Time. And they have changed a lot from the books. You are right about that. Oh, I, think nice. both ver- I have enjoyed both versions, but yeah, a lot has changed. Okay, uh, Daniel. Another one up your alley, uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones and other Marvel series like Iron Fist and uh, Luke Cage, Punisher, Defenders are leaving Netflix to go who knows where thoughts.
0: Um, I'm, I'm sad. I won't be able to watch them for presumably a brief period because I haven't seen all of them and I'm just getting caught up on a few. (laughs) They're really good. Um, they're, they're, pretty good. they're better than most of the Disney Plus ones, honestly. Um, but yeah. this is a move that makes total sense. This is why they got canceled, because when Disney does stuff now, it helps their <sighs> biggest competitor. So, of course, they're gone. That was pretty good. Um, was pretty good. Ah, thanks. I had to get in the end note there. You did. Um, it's important. Okay. It, right? Okay. Okay. So, you you talked about this one just today. Chris Pine... And the rest of the new Star Trek cast are returning for a fourth movie. You excited about this?
1: I mean, not really, but I mean, like I'm happy. Uh, Zachary <laughs> Quinto and um, the, the, the Zoe Zaldana, who is like the queen of outer space sci-fi franchise between this and Gamora and yes, of the is. galaxy um, are all returning for another Star Trek movie after like six years, it's cool. I mean, those movies were pretty fun. I'm not a giant Trekkie, but like, I'm happy that it's finally happening. People who love the movies will, will be excited and happy to see them. I'm, right. look at that yeah perfect nice and if anyone else out there has an opinion any of this or what are you watching or reading right now we'd love to hear about it okay um okay uh daniel netflix is making a live action movie based on the video game bioshock um
0: so i have not played bioshock but i know it well enough that i'm excited to see what they do i'm yeah, I'm nervous because video game adaptations and Netflix kind of has the throw the spaghetti at the wall approach. I'm glad they're they doing do. a movie instead of a show. Uh, yeah. I feel like
1: that may make it better. I agree. That is right. It's like right. kind of pullback. Okay. And yeah.
0: F- All, fine. Right. All right. All the, right. The final one of the lightning round. Uh, so we got the first image of Jacob Anderson, who played Grey Worm on Game of Thrones. And in mm-hmm. AMC's interview with the vampire show. What are, yeah, you, what are your thoughts?
1: He, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, he plays Louie, who's the role that Brad Pitt played in the 1994 movie. Um, it's a big role. It's yeah. cool to see Jacob Anderson getting work, uh, interview with the vampire and rice stuff. I mean, it, it definitely has a distinct flavor. I'm curious to see what they'll do with it. Um, I'll definitely check this out. Like some bring some moody emo vampires back into the consciousness after the Twilight stuff. So new, yeah. I'm ready for new age of vampires. Okay. Yeah, totally. We got through it. We did pretty good. I'm pretty good happy with yes. that. Good Yes. Good, 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 we good job. We crushed it. High five. Th- nice. Says Thank, Julie. You. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, everyone. I did enjoy that. Eventually, again, we'll get, we want to, our goal is to um, have our comments like from one to 20 and end on the second 20 in the flat final word. But anyway, thanks for watching, everybody. We are here every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Winter is Coming Facebook page and the Winter is Coming YouTube page. You can also find us in podcast form on Google Play, iTunes, wherever podcasts are available. Um, we love seeing you. We love talking with you. And we will see you again next week. Have a lovely evening. Goodbye. Take care, everybody. This podcast is brought to you by FanSided. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.